0: Hello friends. Welcome to another episode of the DermVet podcast. I'm really excited about today. So this is kind of a test run. I've wanted to provide more content. Right now the podcast is released Every two weeks, and I do more of those longer interview style, which I love. It's so much fun. I learn a lot doing those. I love kind of that collaborative effort to just practice better dermatology. But you guys have wanted more episodes. I've really wanted it to be weekly, just trying to find the balance with everything between having the kids at home and editing the episodes and doing everything. So I will hopefully eventually get to do more longer, longer episodes. But I also know that some of you guys really like having those short, like bite-sized chunk of episodes where it's just like 10 minutes quick tips. So my plan is to start every other week, the weeks that I don't have those longer interview style episodes to do something that I'm going to call triple D, down and dirty derm. (laughs) So these are just the quick, easy things. Well, maybe not easy, but these quick tips, um, that you can kind of file away and and really have prepared when you're seeing these clinical cases, just something to quickly reference back to. So that's my plan moving forward. We'll see how that goes and see if you guys like it. So today we're going to start out um, nice and easy, and that is just simply how do I do a diet trial? Let me preface with saying I just last month did an episode, uh, episode 10, more in depth about food allergy. So we're not going to go into depth talking about the clinical signs or the types of food. This is literally step-by-step. Step. What do I do? When do I see them back? Like my kind of thought process of rechecks and how I handle them. Um, so refer back to episode 10 if you want more in-depth information where I interview one of my really good friends, Dr. Blessing, who is another dermatologist and loves food allergies. So say we are talking to the client we're seeing a dog or a cat right now and we know we're going to do a food trial on that first exam when I know I'm going to do a food trial and I've already talked to the owners there's a couple things that go into my head one I have to stop the itch and that is kind of split into two things for me depending on the animal and how severe it is first of all as you know, I love cytology. I have to do a cytology if there are lesions because it's shown in literature that just reducing the infection and treating that infection can make the paritis go down in some cases pretty significantly. So, one, you have to address the infection. Even if you're concerned about doing a food trial, please look for those secondary infections. Because treating that infection is going to make that pet feel a lot better. The owner is going to be happier seeing these those lesions go away. So one, you're going to find the infection causing the itch. But then two, depending on that animal, you need something to reduce the allergic itch. Because these pets are going to be uncomfortable. When we start a diet trial, it's not an instant relief. So if it's a dog, then I'm relying usually on something like Apoquil because it's a short start stop. So I can get them comfortable. And then when I feel really confident that we can try to see if the food's controlling the animal, I can take it away. Um, but if it is a really young dog, like under a year of age, then I might use Cytopoint. However, with Cytopoint, you have to be careful and read through the lines a little bit because depending on the dog, it can last anywhere from four to eight weeks. So if they're doing great in four weeks, it might just be because the cyto point's still there or maybe the food really did help. So you just have to decipher that and be a detective with that a little bit. And there are some cases where, depending on the situation, we might have to use steroids. But again, I tell owners, it's a Band-Aid, it's a mask. I just want your pet to be comfortable right now. In a cat, we're pretty limited to either using honestly I will use often low dose steroids just because it will happen quickly it'll make them feel good but I like oral steroids because same aspect as we talked about before I can have that start and stop so I can get them on the oral steroid taper them to a lower dose and then at recheck, which I usually recheck them depending on the severity of the infection around the three to four week mark, if they're doing wonderful, that's where I can kind of decide to discontinue the antipyritic medication, either apical or steroids. Um, and then we can kind of see if the food's helping. You could use Atopica. It's just sometimes Atopica can take a little bit longer to work, but in cats, you're kind of limited on what you have available to you. So if it was a cat that came in and say they're diabetic, and I think they have a food allergy, then I probably would start the Monitopica, um just to try to provide some comfort along with infection control. So step one, communication. Step two, find the source of the itch, infection, and or the allergic itch itself. Then like I said, I usually see them back at about that four week mark, depending on the case. It's not the same for every case. And then I check my infection. I make sure it's completely resolved. I check in with the owner and see how things went. If it's a pet who historically had gastrointestinal issues, those issues actually usually get better quicker than the itch and the skin issues. So usually by the four week mark, I expect to see improvement in those GI issues. So if they come and they're not improved with that, I honestly might even try to switch the diet at that point. Because usually GI issues, if they're going to respond to the food and that's the right food for them, they'll usually actually respond within a couple weeks. Um, If they didn't have GI issues or those are better, then I have a conversation at that four-week mark. The infection's clear. They're doing well. I'll send the owner home and say, you know, try to stop whatever antipredict that we're using And you'll know pretty quickly whether or not the food is already helping or issues. So after the four-week mark, I'll send them usually home with a couple more weeks in case they stop it and find out that right away the pet does get itchy. They have something that they can restart. But I do still have them go another four weeks. So if they stop the antipyretic and right away the itch comes back, they have something to restart. Um, We get to that solid eight-week mark. And at that point... If we can't get away from the anti-paritic then we know that food allergy isn't the only or the major component. And then we have a discussion about other allergies. And it's also really important to make sure from the get-go, whatever diet you decide to use, you or your technician should spend the time really educating that owner on how strict they need to be. You will be amazed how many people, I just had this happen last week oh, just two little bites of chicken, that won't do anything. You should really train your staff to go over how strict these diet trials are. And what I tell owners is, look, we want to figure out if food matters or not. If in two months it doesn't matter or we can figure out what they're allergic to, we will come back to being able to introduce the fun things to your pet. But it's that strict we have to be that strict. So make sure that your staff or you are really going over, you know, nothing passes the lips, but you know, this food and water, if they need a treat, then find the, the food that has a treat that comes with it. And like I said, you can refer back to episode 10. Um, and then we do, I do t- go for that eight week mark. And then we decide if the food matters or not. Now, when you go to challenge the food, I like to use the food that they were previously on because we know they were having issues on that food. So if they cleared up really well, and then we reintroduce the food they were on and nothing happened, maybe it's just because the season changed, or maybe it's because the infection really was the big issue. um, And once that was treated, they were fine. Whatever it is, you want to do the challenge to really truly prove that pet has a food allergy. And then once I know they are confirmed, when we challenge the diet, we can go into individual ingredient challenges if the owner truly wants to figure out what they're allergic to. Individual ingredient challenge for me, I usually do the obvious things like chicken or beef or fish. Uh, And then what they do is they just take the food the pet's doing well on, say it's a hydrolyzed diet, because that's what I tend to use. Then I'll have them put just a little bit of, you know, tiny bit of plain cooked chicken mixed in with the food for over a week. Usually we see a response within a couple days, but I do it for at least a week. If for a week, they don't flare, they're fine. Then we're not concerned about that food and we can move to the next. If they do flare with any of those uh, protein sources, then we have them go back strict on the food, the diet that they, the diet trial food they were doing well with. Wait at least a week, let them calm down. Usually the flares, if you get ahead of them and stop the protein that was causing them to itch, they'll calm down pretty quickly. And then once they, their skin's calmed down, um then they can try the next thing on the list. So I try to go a week at a time just to really spread out any confounding factors. So I hope that's helpful like I said the point of these episodes is just to be quick and dirty, um just kind of walk you through the process of a diet trial, but I'll keep making I'll make sure to keep doing the longer interview style so we can dive deeper into these these topics too. I hope that you guys found this helpful. Again, if you have ever have any ideas of different podcast topics or guests, Um, I'm here to serve you. So just shoot me a DM, Instagram or Facebook until the next time. I hope you guys continue to utilize these tips in your daily practice.